Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. Pretty much a rain delay uh, across the Midwest right now. Uh, we got upwards of six, seven tenths here at the office, uh, all the way to three inches uh, coming in from reports, all the way to the guys up in north central Iowa took on six inches up there. Talked with Joe up there. He says they're about a third to half done with the beans up there in north central Iowa in the high 40s to low 60s, really nothing going on. Uh, from the corn side itself here again as as harvest has been more or less on a pause this week guys are starting to kind of take a look at where things are shaking out for them and definitely our poorest yields are still continue to come in in that 116 corridor you know stretching from el paso clear to the indiana border up in there um Again, bean yields in the 40, 45 bushel range here in farm uh, field averages in that 150, 180 on the corn. Um, we're just south of that. Well, by the time you get to Highway 24, um, things are in pretty good shape. Uh, they didn't get the uh, too much rain in the spring, and they didn't burn up in the fall itself. So, again, while we're hearing 150, 180 bushel corn coming out of the 116 corridor, uh, had a report to... Uh, uh, last week of a 10 acre patch hitting 307 just down south of 24 so some big corn up there but there's some disappointing uh, yields as well the the second place where yields are a little soft is the 136 and south corridor the uh, north half of dewitt county south half of mclean county in that area it really depends on whether you missed a one or one and a half inch rain or not and you're going to be harvesting 50 to to the low 60 bushel beans, uh, 180, 190 to 200 bushel corn. Um, big difference in there though, what one inch of rain makes. Now the difference between the 136 corridor and the 116, the yields uh, for as dry as we were in the 136 corridor, the yields are better than most of those guys had anticipated. Um, we're up there in the 116 corridor. The yields are worse than guys had anticipated. Um, between both water damage and drought damage, it's kind of taking its toll in itself. As we're getting reports in, guys, looking it over again, we are experiencing a dip in corn yields that were planted in that bad week in April. Uh, better than they anticipated, but when we look at corn planted um, before that week, in that 19th through the 25th range, and corn planted after that week, um, anywhere from 10, the reports coming in 10 bushel to as much as a 30 bushel dip in corn yields in that window. Uh, we're also uh, looking at yield maps uh, in the dry area. And as we had talked about in an earlier podcast, you're seeing the uh, scorched effects on the south and west borders of the field. Um, and we believe that's due to the high ET rates that we're dealing with. And, and that's a south and west border that was up against soybeans or open area, let's say a, a, a highway or something like that, where uh, the ET rates got high. And, and the yield map showing a 30 to 60 bushel hit on those outside rounds where we, had, where we saw that scorched corn uh, over a month and a half ago. This tells you in the dry area just how close we were to this crop going up in smoke or taking 60 bushel less. We just barely made it from an uh, ET standpoint as far as water supply in those dry areas itself. As far as the harvest reports coming in from the replant areas, again, uh, the replant areas in corn, they're doing better than expected. Seen some pretty uh, decent yields coming in where guys had to go in and replant. They have went back and cleaned some of those up. 
where we interplanted corn into it. Some pretty discouraging reports coming in there. Trying to thicken the corn stands up just didn't work this year. Haven't seen much of the replant beans uh, uh, as far as that goes yet, and that'll be coming. Getting a number of reports as I uh, talk to different individuals about elevators backing up across the country, and I guess it, it relates back to barge problems on the Mississippi due to low water, uh, getting it drain out, as well as elevators that are becoming full. And some discouraging thoughts of uh, sitting in line waiting to get unloaded or not even allowed to unload uh, because the elevator's not open. And talking to some of those guys, they said, tell the rest of your customers if they got open bins uh, on their farm to save those bins, don't fill them first. Meaning don't fill your bins at home and then get in line at the elevator. They're, they're advising you to go and get in line at the elevator. When the elevator gets backed up or shuts off, save your bins so you can keep harvesting uh, when, you're, when the lines get backed up. So don't know how bad this will get, but uh, probably had over a dozen complaints on that already this week as far as not being able to move the grain as fast as they want to itself. When we dry out, we'll have to reevaluate our harvest schedule. Uh, a lot of this corn, especially in the dry area again, dragged itself across the finish line and it has crown rot in it. And due to the dry conditions that we've been experiencing so far, it's been standing really well. Unfortunately, though, this is going to change now with the amount of moisture that we have received out here. So you're going to have to go back to doing your push test um, now that when we get back in the field to decide how, uh, how standability is going to hold up. Some of these fields with crown rod are going to buckle at the ground with this much moisture. So you'll see the next 10 days to two weeks will change stock quality drastically. A lot of these are water molds that come from the soil itself to trash the stock. As long as the soil was dry, we were in good shape. That will change out here as far as standability in the stalk. We don't care if the top breaks out of the stalk, but if the bottom goes to crap on us and the thing tips over, it's going to be hard to pick it up. So uh, as you get back rolling again, think about which fields need to come out first and put them on the, on the schedule in order of standability. As we get back in the beans as well, with this much moisture, some of these varieties are going to want to pop open and put beans on the ground. Uh, so we're going to have to stay on top of this bean harvest from here on out to make sure we aren't losing a lot even before we get there with header loss and machine loss itself. So that means that we're going to have to be switching back and forth. If we can't cut beans in the morning, we're going to have to go to corn. And if beans will cut in the afternoon, we're going to have to shift back to beans. Yeah, and I, I know that's a pain in the butt, but that's why you guys get paid the big bucks. So uh, taking time to grab every hour you can on the bean harvest will be a good thing, especially if you start to notice some pods splitting open and beans hitting the ground before you even get there. Don't forget, as you knock these fields down to call them in, our crew will clean them up so we can get those soil test results back to you in a timely fashion and we can keep on spreading the lime and fertilizer that we need to spread out there itself. So with that, keep her safe, keep her moving.